Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 159. Yes, it's 159 again after I did uh, put a tweet out saying it was 159 last week when in fact it was 158. It's the Ines Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. And with me, of course, as ever, it is Mr. Joe Edwards. Joe, how's it going, sweetie? Hello. Um, Bloody yeah. hot. And uh, First of all... Are you still married? Because we've just we've just we've been doing some some audio <laughs> tuning just before we got to get these microphones kind of correct, kind of synced up. And uh, I was hearing your your good wife um, mm. on the other end. She was a little bit loud in the other room. We had to tell her to to keep it down a little bit. Um, I heard you, you went off. You sculled off into the other room. There was a little bit of shouting. I got a little bit uneasy. The door slammed. I don't know whether she's left you, whether she's closed the door. What's going on? Well, if she has, I've got the cat in uh, uh, in the room with me. Um, always keep the pet, mate. You always keep the pets. <laughs> Don't want to no. have an, an Anton Deck scenario, mate. Goodness me. Um, no, it was. Uh, yeah, she was just on on the phone uh, to to to, uh, to. She works in telephone banking. Yeah. Um, but we we had to shut the door because you know she can't be heard on air talking to 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 you know to bank people. I mean that would be. Well, I've, I mean, I mean, I was listening. I was listening for about a minute and a half. Th- this is what I got down: six, eight, four, three, <laughs> two, one, and then it was o nine twenty one. And I don't know whether I've got these right, Joe. Three one eight. Ah, uh, that's yours, isn't it? Ah. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, pal? Um, it's so hot, isn't it? I mean, sod's law. I, I guess I guess some I guess in some ways it's nice to get out because at least you can get out and get a bit of fresh on it's hot but then mm. in some ways I, I I feel like if we're gonna if we're gonna have summer next year I'd rather save up my my good weather and have a little bit of murky a little bit of rainy season a little bit chilly if we were gonna get some some decent weather in 2021 I feel like I can't quite enjoy it yeah I, I, I'd agree with that it, it's nice to have it in a way yes. because when it is hammering it down while in lockdown, it's a bit double whammy, isn't it? It's like, ooh, you know, pro- proper down in a dumps. Because you can't get friends round, have a bit of a social, have a bit no. of a BBQ, you know, you, you kind of just, you know, don't get me wrong, it's nice to spend some time with the missus, but there's only there's only, there's only, there's only so much time where you, you can see each other, you want to just see a different face. Yeah, uh, it's... um. I had a walk. I had one of my walks to the co-op as as we've uh, discussed many times mm. uh, the other day, and I mean that was just sweltering. That was just like a just a, a bit of a walk. Got a proper sweat on, like just walking. Um, one of my mates. I mean, I don't know why he did this. Um, I don't know what possessed him, but he, he cycled to uh, to Bridge North and cycled okay. back, which. From where he lives, it's probably about a forty-mile round trip. Bloody hell! And he did it on Wednesday, so that was like that was the hottest day of the year so far. So he's chosen the hottest day of the year to uh, do a forty-mile bike ride with uh, no training that I'm aware of before it. Um, so yeah, I, 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 whatever floats you about, but um, that that walk to the co-op had me uh, blowing out my arse. Any um, any any new uh, any new figurines from your little footballers collection? Are you, are you still collecting those those plastic uh, dummies? I have halted the uh, the collection of the figurines. Uh, uh. Yeah, I, it got to a point where I was getting swaps from the same shop, 
Oh, you can't have that. You can't have Chris Waddle three times. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I had who was it? I had Marat, Alvaro Morata twice and Sadio mm. Mane twice. So I thought, right, this is a this is a sign now. Have you seen you know? Mane's new barnet, by the way? Yeah, a bit of a shocker, isn't it? That, that's, oh. that's been a, a bit of entertainment actually this week. Seeing fo- footballers barnets. I only saw it today, but oh my god! So, What's speak, it doing? Speaking of barnets, that mm. mine is out of control now. Oh, is it gone? Yeah, yeah. But have you have you stopped kind of like maintaining it? I've just I've just given up. Mine's like very curly now. It's very bushy. Um, mm. But but from but from, I know quite a few quite a few people are starting to shave theirs. But you know, it's only it's only a haircut. Like how Premier League some of the Premier League football idiots and they are idiots who still need their hairdressers to come round and line them up despite in lockdown and then posting pictures of it. Are you thick? Are yeah, you no. thick? Oh, mate, what is going on? Ridiculous. Uh, I don't uh, believe uh, it. I think uh, that, honestly, that is just astonishing. Okay, and we've talked about MGW getting getting done and, and you know other people taking pictures, but at least he's not posting a selfie of him. These guys are posting selfies yeah. of them like there's no, they're doing nothing wrong. Oh, he's, he's fine, he's fine, it's no problem, he's wearing a mask. I mean, fresh oh, fresh skin fade and all this kind of... It's like, come on. Wow. What, what are you doing? Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you who hasn't had an hairdresser. Go on. Uh, bless him. Um... Daniel Powdance. Has he not? He needs to put well, a t-shirt on first before if, if, he does anything. If he has, then he might need to find a new one, bless him. He, What's he's, happened? He, so what he's done, he, he'd shaved it all off, hadn't he? Um, what, like proper skinhead? Phil yeah, Mitchell. but now it's like kind of grown. Mm-hmm. But instead of having kind of a of a fade or whatever you'd call it on the side, he's, he's literally just got kind of like a stepladder. So he, oh, no. he, it's, it's just like probably about a grade four until about one point, and then it's just kind of like boom, straight line, and then like you know, straight to the bone, really. So I feel like Podens is the type of guy who's going to get a little bit of stick. He's going to get a little bit of ribbing <laughs> by the teammate. It's just the way he is. I mean, probably probably not not on his uh, not he's not meaning to do it, but. I, I must admit that 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 Zoom call looked looked very much chat roulette to me. Um, you know, it's not the first time he's been like, he's, he's been with the old camera on the laptop, has he? Bless him. But he's one of those. You know what I mean? He's 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 a, he's, a, he's a little munchkin. Bless him, and he's he's obviously a bloody good footballer. But you can you can feel that if he can if if someone's going to get a little bit of ribbing, it's going to be him. Well, it was just a way that on that on that picture, he's he's like kind of leaning back and just kind of showing a bit of armpit and stuff yeah. like that as well. Yeah. It's. It's lovely, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think uh, I, I think he's the kind of guy that, he, having seen a little bit of him, he seems a bit of a quirky character. I know we haven't yeah. seen a lot of him on the pitch, but I think he's you know the kind of guy that fans all uh, get behind calling himself. A, what, what was it he called himself when he virtuoso? When oh, he virtuoso! Signed. Yeah. So yeah. that already got him to got some some people on board, and uh, yeah. and uh, some of his behaviour since I think is a. Uh, Endeared him to to all supporters. I like it. I like a character. I like someone who's got mm. a bit of gumption, a bit a bit a bit about them. You know, what I mean, you don't you don't want a shy chappy. You want someone who's who's confident within themselves and within their own body. And that's definitely what what Daniel Podence is. So, oh, yeah. so happy days. Actually, looking forward to seeing a lot more of him. We we will come on to it in a, in a little bit. But you know, with with the, the potential five substitutes and, and and quick turnaround and and squad games, we could see a lot more of Daniel Podence in in this second half if they do restart than than we would do. You know, not necessarily if we if we'd continue going forward. We might have only seen him really um, properly next season. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, and there was obviously Wolves did um, 
kind of like a big video of all the players returning for individual training. Of course, that's changed to small group training uh, now. Bit of a step up. But um, one of the lads on there I'd kind of forgot about, and that was Leo Campana. Of, of course, he yeah, hasn't yeah. played, but you know, bought bought in bought in in January. You know, promoted pretty much straight away to the first team squad when he was supposed to be for the 23s. So, um, you know, he, he's a player that, a bit like Powdens, that because of when football restarts, you know, all these kind of five subs and stuff like that, you might well see a bit of him as well. So, um, you know, some of these fringe players, these ex- kind of exciting players on the fringes, Bruno Jordao being kind of another one, might get to see a, you know, a bit, bit, bit of them over the next uh, few months, hopefully. Yeah, should be good, mate. Um, sorry about the uh, the noise there. There was some sort of um, Harley Davidson road gang that just came. Oh, hello. Came came through. Uh, came through the old. Uh, I was going to say my road there. What was I say that road? But um, it came through the old Dorridge area, shall <laughs> we say? Um, so so you know from from a from a lockdown point of view, Joe, TV wise, what what are you, what are your go tos now? Obviously, you still haven't watched the Last Dance, which uh, no. I told you to do. So. So you were disgraced for that. Absolute disgrace. But uh, did you watch Tiger King? I bet yes, you didn't. I watched it. Yeah, I didn't like no. it. I thought it was bang you average. Like so it, it was overrated. Okay. He's definitely been fed to the tigers. I'll do my homework, mate. Hundred percent. He'd definitely been fed to the tigers. Oh, he's gone, he's gone, mate. He's gone. Yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, he's hundred percent gone, mate. Can we say that legally? Allegedly, hundred uh, percent. He's gone. allegedly, definitely, alleged, he's allegedly. Ninety-nine point nine percent being fed allegedly. to the tigers. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, there's a lot of rot on TV. There's a lot. Of, there's there's not a lot of good quality television for me. Um, I mean, Last Dance, you know, aside, when I'm looking at my regular terrestrial t- channels, there's just some. I'm going back to old school. I keep going back to old school proper programs, mate. Mm. Um, back in the day, see if you. I mean, they're probably before your time, but see, for me, Only Fools and Horses. I've watched more episodes of that than I've done anything else this lockdown. Oh, yeah. So, so that's yeah, brilliant. I mean, genuinely funny. Um, only fools and horses. People might agree with me. People might not. Um, so I've kind of come a list, uh, put up a list of like my top five or six TV shows, and and a lot of them are kind of like old school. So, so only fools for me. Yeah. Um, Faulty Towers, absolute genius. Yeah, yeah. Be- definitely before. You probably, you- no, no, John Cleese. Yeah, Faulty Towers. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, I haven't watched them religiously, but I have seen seen some before I mean the stuff the, the, some of the topics and some of the some of what happens in them you'd never get away with it these days no. I think that's what makes it even more endearing at this time because you know you take away your snowflakes and you know minding your P's and your Q's and stuff like that there's there's definitely an, um, an innocence factor I think at, at that stage where it was just no one really thought about it like that and it's just no. it's, it's so it's, it's so funny honestly so well written so that's that's my old school too um, Blackadder Goes Forth Absolute brilliant, brilliant. It's one I've never ever seen, really. Oh, never, mate. Never seen Black Honestly, Adam. honestly, the writing in that is superb. Rowan Atkinson, absolutely superb. Black Adder goes forth, and, and I mean the cast in that in that um, in that series is, is astonishing. I mean, Black Adder, great. Black Adder goes forth for me, the best of the lot. Um, Royal Family, yeah. No, you know, Ralph Little and all them lot. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know Actually, it. he's got a spin-off there, Tom Listen Little, in it. it's not a UK mm. Gold series around the north, which is which is meh, but um, it's still kind of nice to watch. So um, I'm enjoying that. And then and then for the newer ones, um, I must admit, Modern Family. So you go from Royal Family to Mo- Modern Family, brilliant. <laughs> Just finished now. I think the last episode was last week of the last series. Um, so I do like a bit of Modern Family. I, I'm always a big fan of Big Bang and Big Bang Theory. Is is a good one for me. 
well, none go. of them, mate. None of them. Um, Not feeling them. The, these are all kind of like sitcoms, then, aren't they? Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so, TV shows and stuff, you know. Yeah. So mine, in between us, is probably yeah. one or two. Yeah. Um, we can all relate to certain aspects of in between us. Yeah, why. definitely. Uh, Peep it's like, shows. It's like the modern day Kevin and Perry. Yeah. <laughs> Peep Which I can relate to too. Peep shows up there for me as well. I've still um, not seen enough of that. Watch that all the way through, and I'm kind of on the second series for a second time. Okay. Um, so yeah, enjoy that. Uh, Friday night dinner. Obviously, finish that off, and nice. that's that's yeah, that that's up there. Um, I'm trying to think else, kind of sitcom wise. I've got um, a very, I've got a very loose relationship to Peep Show. Um, do you want me to give you the the, the loose, the loose relationship? Go on then, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so so I mean, I don't know these guys, so you probably have to um, explain to me who's the who's who's the who's the tubby guy in Peep Show. The tubby guy. Isn't isn't that you know the the, the, the main of, one? Pardon, the main guy, yeah. David Mitchell. David Mitchell, right? So David Mitchell is <laughs> the tubby to- guy. <laughs> the David Mitchell is um, is married to uh, Victoria Corrin in real life. She is a blonde comedian, I believe. No? I think she and, and broadcaster. I mean, she's yes. very articulate. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, so she is also and used to be a prof- I think she still does professional poker player, and she ah. has actually commentated commentated on myself playing poker. Um, in a challenge, a show on Challenge TV, back in about eight or nine, eight or nine years ago now, um, might have been even later. It might have been, it might have been more than that. It might have been twelve or thirteen years ago. Nice. See if anyone can try and find it. It's Challenge TV. It's a show called Casino Casino. And, An imaginative uh, name, huh? <laughs> An imaginative <laughs> yeah, name there. <laughs> yeah. And so basically, it was this game show that I was in. Uh, heats each week. And you play four different... You're giving a load of money to start with, obviously, play money. And you start off... So you play craps to start with. Then mm. you play... Po- no, so then you play blackjack. Um, there's something else you play as well. And then you finish off with this game of poker. With all, and, you know, you keep... You lose money, you get money. And then and then the winner of those four go through into a grand final. And the, the casino manager was Martin Kemp. From Spandau Ballet, fame. oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so, so basically, the end of this scene is whoever wins this this heat, then each week, each episode, then goes into a kind of like this this uh, the manager's office where Martin Kemp's waiting for you, and then you have to gamble a proportion of your winnings on on a manager on a manager um, task. So you could um, gamble like up to I think eighty percent <laughs> of it. So one was like, can you throw a load of cards into a hat in thirty seconds? One was like, can you stack chips in in um in you know um in in, in in stacks of ten, can you do fifty of them in in two minutes uh, or whatever? And so you gamble your money, and then the winner goes through to the grand final where you play against all the other winners, and you, you go through a, a cash cash prize. I think it was I think it was about twenty grand at the time. Mm. Um, so anyway, I entered this tournament, and, and long story short, Victoria Cohen um, was the the narrator for it, and she berated me on some of the stuff that I did. <laughs> Uh, it was the dealer. The dealer put the dealer. The dealer put an ace on the board. On the board for her. I understand this was a this was a poor thing to do, but um, I got a seven and I took a card. She was like, "What's he taking a card for? You can't take a card against him. Whether you got a seven. Uh, 
I thought I think I saw it. So I was on, I was on seventeen. I took a card on seventeen against an eight. So what are you doing? Why taking a card for? Anyway, boom, hit a three, got twenty, and got the money. So yeah, cheers, cheers Victoria. And then when I was in the poker, anyway, so poker two knocked out. It's me versus this other guy, and I've got. I need to win this last hand. To I need to take the money off him to win my heat, and uh, I get dealt a pair of kings, and he gets dealt. I don't know. I think it was like king eight or something like that. So I go all in, hoping that he's going to put his money in and he folds because he had enough money and uh, he won on the count back by about, I don't know, 400 quid and then he got through to the to the manager's office, so to speak. So anyway, any any eagle-eyed cherries? Casino, casino, I'm wearing a brown tweed jacket. I can't remember. I can't remember... Um, I can't remember exactly when it went out, but there was only one series of it, so I don't think it did very well. Well, um, I was going to say, it doesn't sound like no, the show no, that would have no. got a second but if series. You can, if you can go through the archives and you can find it, it's probably on YouTube. I'm oh, sure it'll be it's on, on YouTube. YouTube somewhere. Uh, well, Casino Casino, I was in one of the heats, Nathan Jude, obviously. There's only four of us in there, so you can't miss me. I think I had blonde, no, I think I had brown or chestnut straightened hair then. Um <laughs> And you had to bring a partner with you, so I'm with a partner at the time, inverted commas, um, who sits <laughs> behind me throughout as my cheerleader. And uh, yeah, there you go. So people like to try and find, I know if you people have tried to find Nickelodeon stuff, see if you can find a, a casino casino shot, eagle eye cherries. There you go. Oh my God. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, should we move on to some, some wolf stuff? Yeah, go on then, yeah. Okay, mate, let's move on to wolf stuff. Um, okay, so to training. So, so back at training, like you say, they're kicking a ball now in between little groups. So we're, we're, we're getting there. We've gone from nothing to, to, to something to, to, you know, 50, 60% now. Uh, I'm sure the guys are starting to, they're still probably sick and tired of running shuttle running, so they'll be thankful of kicking a ball about. Can you, can you see now, are we more likely to start the season than not, do you think, Joe? Yeah, I'll be very surprised if they don't, to be honest, actually. Um, okay. I've said it, you know. I, I still think um, getting it restarted and getting it finished once you've restarted is, is still two different matters. But yeah, I, I'd be very surprised if the Leafs don't have a go. Um, I mean, we spoke last week about the Bundesliga and uh, you know seeing what they do and how it went. And I know a lot of people have said, oh, "Well, these these are like training games, are soulless and stuff like that." Oh, I watched. A fair bit of Dortmund v Schalke, yeah, and it was better than nothing. That was that was my that was my takeaway of it. Really, it was nice to have a bit of football to watch. I wouldn't usually take much of an interest in German football, but yeah, it was on after so many weeks we've had it. It was a bit of football to watch of a good standard, and I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, I, I think comparing it to what you used to is unfair because it's just never gonna it's never gonna match up. Yeah. But um, you know when when the when the bar is nothing, it's, yes. it's you know it's 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 um, it's, it's, it's inevitably going to be better than that. So that's what um, they said when they hired you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so it's uh, it's 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 good to it's good to have it and the harm and away, the reckon it went off without any major hitches that yeah. people. You know, the, the worry was that people would crowd outside of grounds or mm-hmm. try and get to vantage points to try and watch the game. Apparently, that that wasn't an issue. Um, See, I, th- I think, I, and I get that, Joe. I'm sorry to cut you off, but but I really hope that they still, you know, when when this resumes, they they do do home and away rather than neutral yeah. grounds. Oh, so do I. 
I, I really do. And I think that, yes, I think some people and some, some idiots might try and, and, and try and get a glimpse. And, and, and we've just talked about stadiums being, um, being more problematic than others. Mullen, you've been one of them, actually. But I think that the, the public... Um, the public vilifying of you, these, these these pictures of people looking at them or standing around the ground, the public will go to to town on these people. Oh and God, I think yeah. such is the perception now of people trying to break restrictions or we're doing this, why can't you? That I think people will be put off even by that. Even even the you know people like well I'll bugger this. I think that they will be vilified in public if they do do it. I think that will stop a lot of the people, even though maybe at the side like well I can try and get a vantage point. I think I think the you know the common sense. And the, and the way that, that, that social media will perceive them um, for doing that. Because there'll definitely be pictures, you know, they'll try and take a picture of it or someone will take a picture of them and they'll know exactly who it is. And uh, that's when I think you'll, that, that people will say, OK, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Well, that's it. It, it, it. Anyone that's kind of on... Self-policing. Twi- on, yeah, on Twitter or on Facebook or anything, well, you'd think anyway, I wouldn't dare to do it because all you've got to take is get a picture t- taken of them and then it goes viral and then... That's it, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. You know. Um, so I don't think that would necessarily be a problem. And I spoke to John Ruddy about the home and away situation. And he's like, well, obviously you'd want fans there, but if you can't have fans, then you know we're used to Molyneux and the the kind of quirks of the ground. And um, I think even as just a viewing spectacle, even like for those watching at home, I'd rather um, be doing that than watching you know a corner flag or a quarter of a pitch. You know, with a bit a bit of play that comes in, and then you can't see the rest of it. Yeah, and like you know, you don't want to. Yeah, and you don't want to be watching. Um, you know, watching your team at, at say Wolves playing at I don't know the King Power or something like mm-hmm, that. You know, mm-hmm. just I think there'd be quite a bit of a disconnect. Yes. You know, just seeing you know Wolves playing against the backdrop of blue seats when they're technically the home team or something like that. That'd just be. I don't think that would be very good. I think if if it is feasible and it is safe, and so far I haven't really seen anything to suggest that it would be a major, major problem. I know some have expressed concerns, um, but if Germany can do it, I know they've had a lot lower de- death rate um, than, than us, but um, if they can do it, I think there's, ve- there's hope that we can do it too. I think um, I think what you're going to have to take into consideration as well is is some bigger stadiums and they can manage it better than smaller stadiums and and you know with this social distancing going to happen and maybe you're going to have to have I would say to I was speaking to actually Mikey Burrows about this earlier on this morning he passed the house had a little bit of a chat about it is is it's not just about it's not just about social distancing but it's about having the facilities to do the social distancing and he says that that you know you will probably need about 300 people in that stadium on a match day to make it happen when you yeah. take into consideration the players the referees you know the the the, the media um, the, the staff that needs to control the stadium the stu- you still need some stewards there um, um, you know traveling support um, as in as in you know te- technical technical people um, ball boys groundsmen, all these people you forget about that you could probably need you probably need two to three hundred people you know you know all the cameras that are going to be there because every game is going to be recorded so that's a lot of people in the stadium still um, and some stadiums can can cope with social distancing because they're so massive you know these huge entrances but some are small you know you look at Everton's now you look at Bournemouth's 
can can you do that safely or not? So so not just from the from the aspect of, of fans and people congregating around the the stadiums, but also about how you can separate teams and players and people once you're in there as well is going to be it's going to be just as important. Yeah, and and I think all of that. I mean, the talk about it has died down considerably, but. I mean that talk about St George's Park being one of the mm. venues. I mean for me, that yes. that sounds like it presents more more problems than yeah. the, the, than it's worth really. Because mm-hmm. you talk about all, all the officials and everything that would have to be there. Um, it, the, a lot of a lot of the pitches at St George's are just essentially glorified playing fields, aren't they? Really, yeah. you know, you just yeah. got you got you got a pitch and that's it. You got some floodlights or whatever. But that that's it. You'll have a dugout, and and you know if you're just asking people to stand two meters apart around the pitch, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that works. So, fingers crossed. I'm and away. Games back at Molyneux. No fans, but um, it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and uh, like I said, the continued training. You know, hopefully, in, in hopefully with with the season to become sooner rather than later, maybe a late June start. Um, hopefully to get things underway. There's talk of the Championship starting before the Premier League. So it, w- it will be interesting and we'll keep you up- updated as soon as we hear some some developing news. One player who is back in training is Morgan Gibbs-White. He, he's back this week, Joe. Um, obviously he's had to, had to sit at home for an extra week, week and a half as the players have been coming in. And uh, look, what's the, the situation with him? We, we, we know, I think you, you broke this morning that he was back. He's, he's obviously free... From um, from any kind of t- oh, he's tested, tested negative, as have the rest of the squad, and there's been no fine for him. Yeah, that's it. Um, Wolves see the the case closed, really. Um, so that he he was forced to train from home for for a couple of weeks. Um, he's returned today, Thursday, as we record. So that's exactly fourteen days since he was um, caught on camera at a house party in in London. Um, obviously, we've spoken about that a lot, and and um, it it even though it's 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 a, it's a bit longer down the line, I've, 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 a lot of people are still disappointed in, in Morgan, um, you know, in his actions, and it, we we said last week he's got a duty to represent the club, and he he did he did let the club down, um, but he they are sticking by him now that in that they haven't fined him, um, I mean. I've seen a lot of arguments saying he's got away with it lightly, and my first kind of inkling was I was perhaps a little bit surprised that he he wasn't fined. Um, I, th- I think a lot of us that was maybe the the reaction um, that that you kind of saw. He'll, he'll get a fine, he'll get a slap on the wrist, whatever. Um, but he, he has been obviously reminded of, of his responsibilities. He'll, he'll be he'll be. Absolutely clear that he has made a, a big mistake, um, and you know the, the 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 it's it's on on him now. The, the the club have, you know, in in the eyes of some, I guess maybe let him off. I mean, I, I think he'll. I don't know if he if he's quite let off. I, I think he's been you know highlighted and vilified um, you know by quite a lot of people, and you know. Understandably so. Um, I think he, I think it's the right decision to do that. I think it was the right decision to to not get him in front of a camera. What's that going to yeah. achieve? Really, it's no, all it's going it, to yeah. do is is get more abuse. Um, you know, put his way. We we you know obviously he's he's done something very you know 
poor, it's been poor judgment from him. You know, we've talked about it. We've talked about the way that, that um, you know, about his career, his future. I understand that Wolves want to draw a line under it. Um, I'm sure what what they're saying in you know public is, is different to what's happening behind closed doors. And, and Nuno will have spoken to him. I'm sure you know maybe Conor Cody will have spoken to him as well. But I think it'll be more you know an arm around his shoulder and a stern warning rather than you know let's segregate you in training as well he needs to get back he needs to get back integrated and he knows as much as anyone else that he needs to he needs to hit the ground running and if and if he doesn't then then look they've got they've got a decision to make on him what what I do think and what I want to discuss with you and bringing it forward from that Joe is the situation regarding his contract because you know he he will does it is it is it right that he expires next season in the next season I, b- I believe so um just just double double checking on that now. Uh, well, summer of twenty twenty two. Summer twenty twenty two. So he's got a couple couple of seasons. He's, he's after got this. A, he's got a couple of seasons. Yeah. Um, now now if if and when Wolves come to to make a decision on on Gibbsway, which will probably come next season because they always want to you know wrap something up for the following year. They don't want to go into a last year of a contract situation. I mean, I can see Gibbs White now playing for a contract. He could get a big, he could get a long term contract, but it's up to him now. And uh, probably maybe at the start of start of next season, going into maybe let's say January time um, or halfway through this season anyway, to 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 get him to to earn that contract. There's the other flip of the other side of the coin is that Wolves will sign him to a long term contract regardless because they know that sell on fee wise they're going to get a lot more money than they would do if he's got an expiring contract. Yeah, it's um, it'd be just one to keep an eye on really. I mean, either way, off field misdemeanors and. Um, Lack of, of of form, um, which we've highlighted. I mean, as I say, for 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 best part of two years, he hasn't done it. Um, he's still a, a very saleable asset um, for Wolves. I mean, he, he's not he's not the um, of course the, you, you, your big books. He's, he's he's not your Jimenez's or your Neves or your Traore, but being a twenty year old uh, English player. Um, of under twenty one uh, squad at the moment. I mean, it does tick a lot of boxes for a lot of clubs. You know, they want players of a certain age. They want home ground players to help fill their home ground quotas. So if if Wolves did decide that he wasn't in their long term long term view, I can't imagine that he would be short of, of suitors. So the the onus is on him now to to kind of boost his value or regain that value if you will because um he, he's 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 had he's had a bad few months he's had a bad season a really bad season actually you know we talk about it being make a break and it has trended towards break i mean he, he can't help being injured but as as i've said before he can help going out during during lockdown measures so He's had that. He's whenever he has played. I mean that Espanol game. He was miles off the pace. I mean, you know that, that, that he can't sugarcoat it. I mean, he was the worst player on the pitch by quite a distance actually that night, and that Espanol second leg. So he's got to reverse things around and turn things around quite a lot. And a silver lining is that perhaps there's now fans in the ground when when games restart. You know. He'd, I think inevitably a few may boo him or something like that, you know, um, or not cheer him that much, you know, something like that. Um, so we won't get that when when football restarts. But this is this has got to be last chance saloon. Um, if he if he doesn't grasp the opportunity now after this biggest, um, 
in the lowest point of his career, then uh, I don't think he ever will. So uh, yeah, it's it's up to him. Well, look, and uh, you know, you kind of mentioned about some of maybe the the, the main supporters and the the academy guys and, and people like Kevin Thurwell who would deal with a lot of the the younger players um, at the club. He's he's gone now, and a lot of the decisions for for transfers and contract extensions and and whether they're going to sell or buy finishes with with Nuno and uh, Nuno will make that decision on him and uh, if if he's not up to up to standard then I think that it'll be it'll be bye bye Morgan but let's say you know he's he's definitely got more chances the talent is there and it's up to him now to to sort himself out you know someone who didn't was wasn't wasn't Nuno, to Nuno's liking and he made the decision pretty quickly was with Mr. Patrick Catroni, Joe, and uh, look, fifty million pound that 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 uh, Fiorentina are paying Wolves, and yeah, it looks like he might be on his way again. What, what's the what's the latest on that? I know there's a little bit, a few people, kind of a little bit nervous that he's he's, he's going back to Wolves, but that's not the case, is it? He's, he's gone. We won't be seeing Patrick Catroni again in a Wolves shirt, and uh, this money um, that Wolves are going to get looks like it's going to be some some brilliant value. Yeah, well, they're going to get it one way or the other. Mm. Um, I mean, a lot, lot of varying reports have, have come out about Cotrani and not being to to Fiorentina's liking that all that much. Um, I mean, he, he of course went there in January, um, got his wish to go back to Italy. Of course, didn't settle uh, at Wolves, and um, it was an eighteen-month loan with a fifteen point three million obligation to buy at the end of that loan so that would have been the summer of 2021 that Wolves would receive the money yeah um but the reports are that Fiorentina having seen him play nine games and just score the one goal aren't all that convinced um um ideally scout I've done the scout and the uh, director thought I made that decision oh let's spend 15 million quid for nine games ah not having him really boys yeah well it's maybe perhaps taken with a pinch of salt but it hypothetically if Fiorentina do decide that they want to get rid and don't want to kind of have him on loan for 18 months and then pay that money, they can sell him uh, in this next window. But any money they receive, of course, has got to fund the 15 million that they are Wolves. So, you know, so if, for example, they sell him to another Italian club for eight, and then, for they, make eight, seven. then they have to make up the difference. Yeah. Okay. So, so, um, so Wolves get their money regardless. Wolves get their money regardless. I mean, in, I mean, it is a convoluted deal, um, and you know, you'd imagine there could be some sort Wolves of. Wolves love a convoluted deal, mate. <laughs> yeah. These days, yeah. there's no three million quid to pay three million quid. It's in the bank. You're the player. That's not how they operate these days. No, it's not. And there's there's a very good chance that the money would be coming in instalments um, <laughs> as well. Um, so it, it's not exactly your straightforward. Uh, Pay your fee. There you go. You're you're at the new club. Either way, you just hope Catrani can actually kind of get some sort of football somewhere and kind of get his feet wet again. Because you know this is a lad that was kind of hailed as the next big thing at mm. AC Milan a couple of years ago. Um, it, and when Wolves brought him, it was seen as a, a bit of a coup. I know yeah. he, he looked like you did look at it at the time, and you thought, "Is he going to fit in?" and those reservations were, were were correct, really, but um, he he was touted as a future Italy international. You know, the, the the kind of the guy who'd be who'd be leading leading the way, really. Yeah. Um, and he's he just kind of gone gone awry. He 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 he's had his 
search for football curtailed by coronavirus, and then he got the virus. I mean, he's, I mean, he's average now, but he's had a rough few months. Um, so hopefully, one way or another, if Fiorentina do decide to sell him, he can get first team football then somewhere else. But uh, either way, he's not coming back to Wolves. He, you know, Fiorentina is is their player. They were obliged to pay that money to Wolves. So they, they can't say, no, we don't want him, you're having him back. He's not Wolves' worry anymore. But um, in that same breath, I think most of us at Wolves would wish Cotrani well and hopefully he gets his wish and starts starts banging in the goals. OK, good stuff. Um, should, we ta- should we take some questions first or should we talk about transfers? Up to you. Ooh, I'll let you decide. You, you be the boss. Go on. Come on. Come let's, on. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Um, before we finish off with... a. uh with questions, let's talk a little bit about Raul Jimenez. I know a few people have mentioned yeah. him in the questions this week, but um, again, linked with uh, linked with the move to Manchester United. Um, we kind of discussed off air before we started about Jimenez and, uh, yeah. and his age, and and that maybe at from, from a saleable asset point of view, this would this would probably be the best time from a monetary you know monetary wise to, to sell him as in as in I think ever, after this year. When he's getting to 29, 30 years old, then I think his value is going to go down. So if Wolves were going to really, you know, smash home and, and get the most profit they could, they can do from him, it would be this summer. However, we don't know how this summer's transfer market's going to work out anyway, and what finances are going to be like. I personally, I think that there will be interest in him. Of course, there will be. Can they? Can they resist? Um, any kind of a bid? No, because I don't think anyone. I think everybody's got a price. However, my my, if I, if I had to make a decision now and if I had to make a prediction, I think that he will be a Wolves player. And I think if they can get through this summer and this season with Jimenez still intact, I think there's more chance of him actually seeing out his two, three, four years at Wolves. I think this will be the the biggest test of their resolve this summer. Um, it'll be very interesting to see. But my my, I mean, why? Well, you haven't even got a striker in place. Why would you sell your talisman if you haven't got? You'd have to have someone absolutely one hundred percent proven and and just as good, if not better, who's actually at the club. Not it might be coming or he's going to come at the club for them to even consider that. So I, I can't see it. I can't. And you talk about that having a having a contingency plan in place. I mean. There was a fair bit of uproar when Wolf sold Catrone and didn't get someone else in. I mean, it, now, I mean, as we see, it hasn't really been that all that detrimental. And now Powden's came in, but he, it wasn't a like for like signing. I mean, it, it was it was a forward replacing a forward technically, but um, you know, they they sold a centre forward, they didn't get a centre forward in. So and a few were kind of. You know, worried about that. I mean, Benny Ashley Seal was in the Wolves kind of squad for a bit, and it did look like they were going to be a bit light. So there, there was there was a bit of uproar about that. So imagine if Jimenez was sold without that contingency plan in place, there'd be mass panic, and, and, right, and rightly so. So yeah. um, you know, I, it would only be done if 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 there is you know big money, and you know it, it's absolutely right for Jimenez. I mean. Mm. Uh, there's a, I think there's one report in Italy that's saying Juventus are, are looking, um, but the thing is with them, they're cash strapped. So there's talk of some potential swap deal involving a couple of players. I think it was Daniel Regani and um, and uh, Adrian Rabiot, the midfielder. Yeah. So it's a defender in a midfielder for a striker. I mean, what good that is to Wolves? I, I don't really know because they're not exactly crying out for a defender. Yes, we'd like to see perhaps a centre-half, but if you're losing your talisman striker, 
what what good is it having a midfielder and a defender in in place? Sure. You know, you you either want some money to fund a new striker, or if you're going to do a big part swap deal, then you want a striker coming in and then a bit of cash as well, maybe. I, that doesn't really seem to make sense to me. That having you get rid of your best striker, your main source of goals for a defender and a midfielder who maybe aren't guaranteed to play every week. Um, so, so that one, I, I, I'd be very wary of that of that report. I mean, yeah. we haven't picked it up ourselves because I, I don't think there's anything in it. Um, but in terms of there's, there's other reports out there, um, kind of touched on the Carlos Vinicius uh, reports uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Benfica striker, uh, I think he's about 24, 25, um, scored shed load of goals for for Benfica this season. Um, but but the, the the quoted price in the Portuguese press was just was just too high. Um, How much was it? Fifty odd million. Fifty three million quid, um, which was sixty million euros in in that in that report. I think it was record. I mean, Wolves are not going to pay that um, for a sole player. Uh, in the next window, especially if if they're keeping hold of their best players anyway, you know they're not gonna they're not gonna spend fifty three million on 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 somebody. Um, they will spend money, but uh, there's other reports about João Palinha, uh, the uh, the sporting midfielder who's been on loan at Braga, actually played against Wolves for Braga in uh, the Europa League. And the thing is with that, I think the the report earlier this week was that a deal had been agreed in principle. It's not just Wolves. Every club is the same at the moment. They don't really know what they're entering this this next next this next window. Yeah. It's not. Of course, you want a forward plan as much as you can, but nobody really knows what state the market's going to be in. Is the window going to be open at the normal time it would be open? I don't think even that even that's been confirmed, has it? I mean, like you know, it, if you if you sign a player in June and then the and then the season restarts. Uh, well, you usually sign players in July, don't you? But mm-hmm. you know the season could still be going on, and then you can register him for the last few games. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just so many logistical and different kind of issues that Wolves aren't able to kind of say, right, we're going to get this player in and we're going to get him in for this fee at, at, at the moment. It's just we've all the best will in the world. I, I just don't think that that position yet is uh, is is available to them. Which is, I guess, why we might see, depending on the length of the transfer window, a lot more loans, not not yeah. just at Wolves, but but in the Premier League as well, because a lot of clubs one won't have time to spend that cash, two might not have might have a shortfall of of short term cash, and three it might suit all clubs and all parties to to almost get this get next season out of the way with um you know and if if a player does well, great. If he doesn't, then then you know they they can bin him off the following summer, and it's not you know it's not it's not to the detriment of them in the short term, really. Well, I I think that this this obviously this pandemic is obviously going to be making clubs be a lot more clever. I think there will be more swap deals, and I mean I can see why there's the suggestion there. Um, there will be swap deals. There'll be a lot of loans, but I, I, I stand by it that I think this pandemic will actually help Wolves in mm-hmm. terms of keeping hold of their their best players. You know, you're talking about Jimenez, uh, obviously bought for 32 million. You'd rate him at about 55, 60, maybe in this current climate, maybe maybe a bit more towards 55, 50, given his age. Um, but clubs are only going to pay that, I think, post-pandemic, 
Massive if they're, players and massive, um, yeah. If they're absolutely sure that they're going to be the main man, they're yeah. going to be playing every single week. Yeah. And Manchester United, of course, have been have been linked with Jimenez. And Raul Jimenez could play for Manchester United and could be their, 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 their main striker. He is good enough to do that. But at the same time, they have Marcus Rashford, uh, they have Mason Greenwood coming through, they've got Anthony Martial who can play as the number nine. And there is talk about... Lukaku back. Well, there's, there's talk of making Igalo's deal permanent because they've got a low option on that. So yeah. they're not exactly... you know, They, they could perhaps upgrade that position, but they have got players there already. It's not as like like a Wolves who have just a one striker in, but you know they've got a few options. So um, there was a I did put a tweet out this week about Raul Jimenez that seemed to seemed to confuse a few people. I yeah, oh God, with a, yeah. lot, a lot of people <laughs> yeah, saying, I mean, I mean, just saying that um, I, re- I read a couple of stories online. The Sun and the, and the Daily, I think it was the Daily Star as well. So quality quality um, editions of of, um, of of content and uh, basically saying that, that Jimenez will uh, will be will be better around better players at Manchester United and I put, I put a gif or, or maybe a picture of um, of Michael Jordan first yeah. of all people didn't really know it was Michael Jordan which I think is yeah. stunning two of looking at this it's, it's an iconic kind of footage he's shown iPad footage of this last dance basically can't believe his eyes but some people Thought that I was actually that was actually my opinion, and they were like, "What are you and, talking and, about?" And you had it in quote marks. I didn't, as well. One, I didn't quote marks. Two, you don't even need yeah. to know, you know, the story about the last dance or who it is. But you can look at the picture and go, "He's like laughing and smirking," and like, yeah. "What are you talking about?" But anyway, it seems reading <laughs> through some of the replies, uh, I kind of got the impression that a lot of people felt that that it was my opinion, which would have been. Um, Slightly different to, to some of the other stuff that I put out there on on the Twitter. I would have changed to a changed down to to against wolves overnight. Uh, so <laughs> so um, yeah, that was that was quite hilarious reading some of the, through some of those. It wasn't. It was supposed to be a joke. It was that wolves players are better than Manchester United players. So don't don't just chill, peeps. Chill. Well, they are, aren't they? Re- well, it, it, I mean, some people argue it, but they're, they're at least as good, if 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 not better. You know? I think I think definitely, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think definitely pre-pandemic, it'd be interesting now. I think um, going into it, if if they do get all their players back, I think defensively they're way better than than Manchester United. You know, if you do get Pogba back with Fernandez in that centre midfield, if you get Martial if Rashford's back. You know, then then they've got don't get me wrong, they've got some bloody good players. Yeah. Uh, but but don't give me this crap about about you know being being way above and playing against better players. Wolves have had better players now for a couple of years. Yeah, um, exactly. So right, should we take some questions from the, yeah, from the peeps? Let's on, take some yeah. questions from the peeps. Okay, here we go. Um, Mr. Kev, um, Kev Wolf's uh, here. Kev says, Wolf. Yeah, Kev says uh, will reporters be tested before going to the games when they restart? We don't know, do we? Um, for sure, but I'd assume there would be something. <laughs> I don't know if you heard anything. It's a good question. Um, <laughs> uh, for, from from what I understand, it is very, oh. very, very. Uh, don't don't quote me on it. Um, I don't. The media, and that's we don't know how how many media will be invited to cover these games, especially if all games are going to be on television. So there's no guarantee that we're going to be able to 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 be at the games ourselves. So hopefully we are, but we we don't know this yet, and that's got to be ironed out between the league and um, you know the Premier League and, and each individual club. But the media will not be in any, with any anywhere near the players no. um, at the stadiums. That that's for, for certain. Um, I can see um, 
a gate or a couple of gates being open for me to go up the stairs. Yeah. They'll come up the stairs in a, in a one-way system. There'll be no media facilities. There'll be no media press room. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they will literally go up. They will sit at their individual seats, which obviously will be will be um, segregated, will be, you know, plenty, two, three, four metres apart. Um, they will cover the game. They will pack up and then they will go out a different exit, down a different set of stairs, and then that will be gone. There'll be no press conference. There might even be a Zoom call press conference, but there won't be any direct contact with players, with management, with players. So, so you know, in essence, you will literally be turning up at the stadium outside, going up some stairs, reporting on the game, then literally leaving like that. So from that point of view, I don't think they'll be testing at the ground because you almost won't need to test if that makes no. sense. Yeah. It'll be just like social distancing and walking down the road outside now. Um, you're going to the park. Um, it won't be you won't be in any kind of um, contact with the players. So I know we saw a different different ways of interviewing the Bundesliga. There were extended microphones, and 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 we'll have to see what what comes about on those. But there will not be the sit down press conferences that we that we're used to seeing at least for the next six months. No. Um, and um, the media facilities and what the media. And, and what media are, are allowed in may differ between finishing this season and the start of next season. There will be a lot of, um, you know, trying, testing, see what works, see what doesn't work, I think. So so that's yeah. probably where I am with it. Just quickly on that, the yeah. Olympiacos game, I mean, neither of us were there, but from, you know, what, what we were both told is that the manager interviewed Nuno's interview afterwards. He just did it with the club media, and then the club media just then sent that audio to then the to then the written journalists to then filter out into the papers or on the radio or whatever. Um, so that may well be you know a, a, the kind of same approach that they take. They may do an interview with a with the manager and a player, and then just distribute that to mm-hmm. the to the media that are there mm-hmm. because um, that's what happened in Greece. So that could be something that happens going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. David Gannon, Troy Deeney, hero or zero? Uh, stance on COVID, return to football. So, obviously, Troy Deeney has said he's not going back to training. This is the club captain. This is the talisman for Watford in a, who are in a, in a massive relegation battle themselves. Uh, one of the, I think, was the Watford assistant manager tested yeah. positive. Is it Adrian Mariapa, the defender, as well. Yeah, yeah. and Mariapa as well. And so, so he's he's in... He's now in isolation, and look, I think Kante's not resuming. No. And people are people are quick to kind of pounce on. Well, you're struggling, so so of course you're not going to go back. And then you're trying to not, not play your games. I mean, look, when you've got when you've got children and you've got you know people personal issues as well uh, and, and worries about yourself, and and we don't know how it affects different people. It affects different people in different ways. I think you can completely understand it, and this is—they're not, not going to be the only players who aren't going to come back to training or don't feel um, safe or comfortable going back to training, and uh, you can understand it. I think. Yeah, that's it. I, I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily say they're heroes or zeros. They're just mm. doing what what they see fit, and that's fair enough. You know, every, everybody's got their, you know, their their own way of 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 thinking, and and you know, we're, we're dealing with a pandemic. I wouldn't necessarily say. Now Troy D Troy Dean is a hero for for not going, and then uh, and then you look at somebody, all the ones who've willingly gone back as oh why are they doing that? It's it's just it's just different people doing different things, and and I don't think it was ever going to be a position where everybody ret- returned 
uh, willy-nilly and we're happy to do so. There's always going to be a few that express concerns, and and that's fair enough. And you know, I, I don't think it's nece- you don't have to necessarily class them as heroes or zeros. They're just doing what's right for them and fair enough. Yeah, um, and, and but you know, it's one to discuss, isn't it? Because if you're not going to end up playing, and you know, your you, your football club is still playing, and you're the one who's who's staying away. You've got to be very careful, don't you? Because you know what yeah. supporters are like as well. There's some idiots out there. And it's very difficult, isn't it, when you're the club captain and you're, you're obviously desperate for your, for your club to stay up, but at the same time, health comes before anything, you know. So, well, I mean, there's so many there's so many issues, not just you know playing issues, but moral issues that, that people have got to take into consideration. Indeed. I put a question of a... Uh, I put a GIF... Asking for questions of uh, John Anderson from Gladiators. Um, do you remember? You remember Gladiators? Was yeah, Gladiators yeah, before your yeah. time, or you liked no, it yeah, or not? Yeah, yeah, remember Gladiators? Yeah. Three, but, two, one. I'm just trying to think of a name. Name any? What? Name? I can any. remember your old school ones. Yeah, uh, Jet. Jet, yeah. Jet. Middles Middlesbrough fan Jet, by the way. There's one called like Battle Wolf or something like that. Yeah, it's Wolf. There's Wolf. Wolf. I mean, I don't, I don't know the whole regeneration. How it started a new series like. A few years ago, I can't. I, I didn't watch any. That, of that, that was that was a shocker. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Uh, it was no, a... I remember loads of them, mate. You can't remember loads of them. There was um, there was lightning, um, Scorpio, Scorpio. That? Yeah, there was Scorpio. Uh, wolf. Yes, yeah, so a wolf was one. Warrior, Rhino, Raven. Uh, no? no, 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 Raven, mate. Saracen. 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 You didn't want to. Fa- you didn't want to face Saracen with the bugle sticks, mate. You know, but, especially up there. Apollo. No, I'm just trying to think. <laughs> they kind of sound like. Was it was it Fashion who presented it? Ace was one. Yeah, so so Fashion who presented it and uh, Kabusi all... pre- presented it. So so Andy Robbins asked the question: um, Who can who can true truly claim the Awuga catchphrase? I must admit, when I think of the Awuga catchphrase, I think of John Fashion Yes, that's Fashion Um But Akabusi was obviously a presenter. I... Now, well, if he was prior to. To Fashu, then, then I assume that you've got to give it to Akabusi, but but Fashnu was the one who who I remember with with the I'd, old Awuga. I'd say Fash. I can remember Fash saying it. I don't think I've ever seen Akabusi say. Uh, Akabusi probably has said it, but mm. yeah, Fash, Fash for me. Akabusi, I can remember on um on a, on a, sh- a show. I used to love this show. Again, probably be, well, it will be before your time. Mm. I think it was late eighties, early nineties. Um, do, do you remember an ITV show called You Bet? You bet. Do Matthew be... Kelly. It rings a bell, yeah. Oh, mate, honestly, Saturday Night Gold. So, so you used to have three, from what I remember, people, let, let me know if you, if you, if you remember this. Give, give us a tweet away from the podcast when we stick it out. But basically, three sports stars or, or, or famous people, I think, used to go into this panel. And there was, a, there was a series of impossible tasks from your everyday person, some in studio and some filmed off, you know, outside the studio, pre-recorded. And you used to have a hundred, hundred points. You used to bet yes or no um, whether they could complete the challenge or not. And so, um, if you if you went yes, then obviously you got the points. And if they, they didn't complete the challenge, you didn't. So you could have bet against or or bet with whether they're going to complete it or not. And it was, a, it was a, mm-hmm. a prize at the end. I haven't explained it very well, but that's kind of what I remember. I mean, it was twenty five years ago, I don't, I don't thirty know. years ago. I don't know if it's. I don't think it's any uh, casino, casino. To be honest. Oh mate, no, no, no casino, casino, mate. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Uh, right. Let's have a look. 
So Jackie asks, where's the first place you'll visit when all the lockdown restrictions are lifted and what have you missed the most? I want to go on holiday. Like, I really want to go on holiday. Mm. Um, it's, it's annoying me that there's now kind of thing, like, kind of a time frame for, like, booking a holiday. Because, like, we was, like, looking for holidays, like, for next year. Like, I don't know, next summer. And, like, it should be, but... You don't know, do you? You don't know if no. it's if it's going to hotels are going to be open like next summer. Or you just so I I would like a holiday because we we wanted to go on a few this year. I mean, obviously we were very lucky to go on our honeymoon and yes. have, the, have the wedding. I mean, you know, I'm really thankful um, for that we actually got to experience that. Um, but we we'd like after saving so long for like the wedding and stuff like that, having a bit of kind of more money to to kind of play with uh we wanted to go on some holidays but we can't so a holiday is what i'm longing for yeah me too mate to be honest um but again i don't want to go on a holiday where there's loads of restrictions i want it to be no exactly i know i want to be able to go to a restaurant or or you know go go to a i don't know a bar or visit a I don't know. Visit a place of natural beauty, and not being, not having to social distance. I want it back to some something like normal. Yes, I've already missed on a missed on an Iceland trip. Oh. Um, I was supposed to um, Vegas, to Vegas for our yeah. anniversary, so yeah. missed out on that. Um, supposed to be going to, of course, the season would have finished by now, and would have been would have been yeah. probably going to the uh, getting ready for the, the end of season awards tonight, Joe. Which is which oh, is Christ, astonishing, yeah. really, when you think about yeah. it. End of season awards. I mean that just see, that just seems bizarre to me. Yeah. Um, that, that would have all taken place, and um, but we're supposed to go to Switzerland for a few days, walking with the misses in on Monday, and obviously that's cancelled. So such a shame. So yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get to get somewhere at the back end of the year. But you know, you're not you're gonna have a small window if it's between seasons, and and even then, you know, we don't know if the season's gonna finish, and we might have to go to Gdansk and have a, some sort of mini tournament for the Europa. So Please. it's uh, it's. Hopefully, hopefully we can get something in, mate, between now and the end of the year. Anyway, I think I think they'll allow to they'll they'll allow us to fly internationally by September October time. Yes, hopefully. Anyway, so I hope so. Um, okay, thanks, Jackie, for that. Um, Paul Mansell has more give us why done the right thing by not commenting publicly on the lockdown issue. I think we discussed that, Paul. Yeah. I think I think I think Wolves have advised him in the right way. Anyway, and I think that that's probably the best but the best way to do it. Do you do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He's he's just gonna get he's gonna get uh, you know he's gonna get vilified either way and, and as, I, as I say right, rightly so you know it, it's it's he's he he deserves he deserves to to be you know to to look himself in the mirror and, and kind of think what he has definitely done wrong but mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I think I think he'll know that I think he will. Andy Matthews, have you had a go at Popmaster? He asked again. I couldn't find this last week, but I found it this week. I was on the Popmaster. It's on the radio, isn't it? Yeah, BBC Two apparently. Admittedly, I I don't really listen to Radio Two. It's um, it's a it's Radio Two quiz to test pop music knowledge, and it's broadcast daily on the Ken Bruce Show. It says Mm. BBC Two is a bit too highbrow for me, to be fair. Yeah, what what's your radio station of choice? Mm. Oh, people, people will. Go crazy! I, I must admit, if I'm going to listen to a radio station, well, I, li- I like a bit of smooth, I like yeah, a bit smooth, of magic, yeah, yeah. so yeah, um, yeah. or Virgin, kind of like pop '90s in the old in the old digital. It's like an absolute '90s or something yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I'm going to listen to a talk show, I, I must admit, like I say, I listen to podcasts mainly in the car these days, um, which we've discussed prior to this. But 
I probably put talk sport on. And I know some of it's full of rubbish, but I, I do enjoy some of it. And Simon Jordan, I quite like on there. I know some yeah. people think he's he's full of rubbish, but he is incredibly articulate. I think he explains his point, whether whether you agree a point or not, very very well. Um, yeah. And he absolutely tortured Jim White this week. I don't know if you saw the clip um, about about the media um, and and kind of like whether it was a news story with with the the, the kind of knife point with Daily Alley getting. Um, you know, getting getting watches stole from him, and whether that was worth having reporters outside, and whether it was newsworthy or not, and, and Sky Sports, um, kind of kind of having reporters out there the whole day. It was it was in, it was really interesting, and I, I so I quite like that. So I like Danny Kelly as well. I think he's very good. So those are kind of my two go tos from um, from a talk sport point of view. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a Radio One guy. I'd say Radio One guy. Yeah, you're old school. Yeah, you like you yeah, like a good ra- bit of radio. Bit, one. A bit of Radio One. Uh, I'm asked music ago. Nathan, can you expand on your stories of questionable lasses from last week? <laughs> uh, how many minutes are we at? I have got a good story, but oh, we're at an hour. I can't. I can't no. for an hour. I can't for an hour. Um, next week, I promise. I promise. Remind me next week. I promise I will do. It's, it's a good one, though. Um, worth the wait. Worth the wait. <laughs> Not for her. Um, Richard Rowson, uh do you think any terms? Any, sorry, any teams will have issues getting a full squad for a game if the players refuse to play? Yeah, there's. I think there probably will be one or two that I'll have players missing. Um, what do you do though, Joe? If some players refuse to play, and then and then someone comes down with coronavirus on the eve of a game, and then two or three, so then you have to segregate five, six, seven, eight players, if not the whole squad. You can't fulfil the fixture. Then do you get? Do you get? Do you get? Do you have to? Except an automatic three 0 defeat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I. I just, you know, Watford seem to be the the one at the moment. Um, from a Wolves point of view, don't know of anyone that's uh, that's against it. Everybody's you know happy happy to be doing what they're doing. So I don't think for, for Wolves necessarily it's going to be a worry, but it, so, somewhere I think it will. Yeah, I mean, J- J- Jamie Walter says the same. Um, if the season resumes and teams and main star or stars can't play due to the test, uh, would it be unfair or just unfortunate due to the circumstances? Yeah, it'd be, uh, I guess it's up to the Premier League de- to decide mm. that mm. the- the- I think it's unfair or just unfortunate. It's, uh, it's a tough, tough decision to make. As I say, I don't really envy these decision makers at the moment. I know it's frustrating not having a date um, still, but... Um, yeah, it's not, not exactly uh, an easy decision. A uh, couple more. Um, if Morgan Gibbs White was not a homegrown product of the academy, would he still be at Wolves purely on his ability and potential? It's a good question. Um, Nuno really likes him, and I, I, I know we've said this a few times, but it is worth kind of stressing that that Nuno is really behind Gibbs White, and he always has been. Um, he clearly sees something there, and we haven't seen it a lot, but you know Nuno has an eye for talent, and if Nuno thinks there's something there, then there's probably something there to be, you know, to to be on earth. We just haven't seen it enough. Um, so, had he been a Portuguese player, I, I think it's just down to what Nuno sees in him, and Nuno sees a player there. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, we say that the. the I think it was the the squad had to sum up their teammates in one word or some like club video that they put out recently and it was just like uh, Matinho, Joker, uh, you know, Sace was asked about Ruddy and he just said bald. But <laughs> it was just like, it, it, when everybody was asked about Gibbs White, 
like three or four of them was just saying, just said talent, talented, you know, talent, talent. That was like just kind of, he just gifted and that was the, all the kind of language that they were saying about him. So he's highly rated by Nuno. He's highly rated by his teammates. And, you know, the, there's obviously a reason for that. He's just yeah. got to show it. Uh, Wolf Rat says, Nathan, prior to working at the Express and Star and covering Midlands football, what was your impression of Wolves and the size of the club? Did you ever come to mourn you as an away fan? Um, I, I, I did. Oh, I, I came careful. a couple of times. No, well, no, I must not. I didn't like coming. I didn't like coming, Joe. No. I came a couple of times on my own as an away fan, as a Borough fan. I think we got beat both times. I might have got one draw. Definitely got beat once. Um... Obviously, the train station's not amazing. I think it needs a bit of a revamp. No. I think it is going through a bit of a revamp. Yeah, it is, so, yeah. So, yeah. from my point of view, you know, accustomed to my to my first class seat, I didn't like to slum it in second class. You know, um, get into the station. It's not the you know what my sense of direction is like. Not the easiest place to find, even though it's close. <laughs> it's closeish by. I got to you know cross a couple of main roads, and you got to go through a couple of housing estates to get to Molyneux if you're going to go the quick way around. Um, I only saw like the away end. You get in. I was on the the kind of sideline. Get out. I, I was getting get out to be honest. And before I came to Wolves or came to came to Wolverhampton anyway, you know, I was probably the one where some of my mates were in, were in a fancy football group. And it's like name me a Wolves fan, and they always just say Steve Ball. You know, it's like your normal Steve Ball. That's only who you who you who you recognise and who you who you remember. So I think from my point of view, when I was getting there beforehand, I didn't really know too many of the players. And uh, and then when we got beat, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to know any of them anyway. And then get out and and, and get out and get back to Hull. I mean, it's not like I was in a glamorous place myself, but you know, yeah. Hull trains at least do first class at the weekends. But getting to Wolverhampton, that's a bit of a trek. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Andrew Hill says would you sell Triori for the reported figures of £133 million according to the Sun in brackets what? not greatly reliable I understand if all the money went on team strengthening personally I would £133 million I would sell any player for £133 yeah. million I'd sell my mum for £133 million <laughs> uh, Andrew I guarantee you that is not a figure and if it is yes get gone any other player who signed for Wolves ever get gone you can have him for £133 million. that is that is that is ridiculous. Hundred and I know we talked about eighty, and but I mean that's you know unless he's got to, unless he's mis unless he's mistyped he means thirty three million and, and the one's just you know, he's got some fat fingers and, and, and the one and the three have become stuck together or something. Andrew, hundred and thirty three million figure, but if it's thirty three million now, if it's hundred and thirty three, yes, <laughs> y- yes. I mean I, I know. I know he's a key player and everything like that, but a hundred and thirty-three million pounds—that is, that is, that is ridiculous. That is mental, Andy. <laughs> mental. Um, Dan Middleton says, uh, "Would you look to sign as a backup to, or who would you look to sign as a backup to Raul in the summer? Any obvious contenders? I mean, you kind of discussed about about a couple of the people who were." Who were talked about? Although you know, spending fifty odd million quid on a backup—that's not going to happen. That would be only if, if Raul was going to go. But uh, maybe I, I'm pretty confident they'll sign a striker in, in the summer, whether it be permanently or on loan. I don't think there's any obvious contenders because you look at Wolves' record in terms of signings. We hadn't heard of most of them. You know, we, we Nevers and Jota are fantastic players, but I think we'd be lying if we said we knew much about them beforehand. Yeah. Um, so. It'd be somebody from the continent, you'd suspect. Um, you know, somebody who get on a relatively modest fee, I'd imagine, and and could be, you know, made into a bit of a superstar. Um, somebody, you know, the kind of twenty-two, twenty-three age range. 
Um, maybe a bit, you know, kind of. I think they had the the right idea with Catrone. It was kind of the right, you know, ballpark age, twenty one, twenty two. Had some experience at a big club. Wants to try something new. Kind of get his feet wet. Score a bit of goals here and there, playing the cups, and then in two, three years' time, can be the main man. It yeah. was the right. It was the right idea. It just was. It just wasn't to Catrone's liking, and it, it just didn't work out. He was homesick. Um, it, it, but you know, and and then Nuno, and Nuno as well decided he, you know, he, he wasn't for him. But I think that was the right kind of idea. So uh, it, we'll have to see if they go down that that route again. I think I think the thinking was right. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, for the next next person, it will be it turn out to be a better move. Okay, we'll finish off with a question from Andy Hodge and uh, reply from Baz Chuckle. Uh, see if you uh, see if you agree or, or, or have got some information on this. Joe, uh, Andy says, it is now the ideal time to knock down and rebuild the Steve Ball stand as it's more likely games will be played behind closed doors until 2021, if not the whole of next season, or will the club be trying to save as much cash as possible due to the financial situation everyone is facing? That's a really good question. Bash yeah, replies... Sorry, Bashuka replies, the best time will be the 2022 season if we start at the end of April um, 22 with the World Cup being in November and December of, of 2022. That means potentially we could have eight months to get some seats available early 2023. If we defer some home fixtures, we might only lose four to five games of capacity. That that's a, Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm, I'm really forward to that. Um, the 2022, I, I think... They've got um, to have the plans in place first, don't they? And I think they yeah. need to make a load of uh, deals with university, etc. Before that even c- comes, they can't just start building. They don't know exactly what's going to go on with it. I think they've got no. to be a lot more meetings and planning permission and and all sorts of um, uh, different jurisdictions with the council, with 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 roads and 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 with buying up of properties before that can even take place. From from my point of view, unless I'm, I'm wrong. Yeah, so many you know kind of things that have to be ticked to, to to go into that before you can even start the work. They can't just; they're not ready to go on it, are they? You can't you can't just start tomorrow. You know, it's it, there's there's months and months and stuff that that has to go into that. Um, I don't. Yeah, I think I don't think now would be the ideal time. I mean, I don't really know what the what the thing is in terms of construction, like in terms of what you can and can't do. I know some people are going back to building sites and stuff like that, but I, I think. You know, Wolves have kind of said it themselves. They're they're focused on on the on the playing side of things for now. And yeah, maybe twenty twenty two with that uh, Winter World Cup, that might be a uh, that might be the way to go. Yeah, I mean, we discussed prices about the steeple standing about. You know, if they are going to redevelop the steeple in its entirety, then you know that Wolf Molyneux is going to be the home for for a long time to come. And we're not we're not heard anything different. But I guess the skeptical part of me. <laughs> says that I believe it when I see it when they when they develop the steeple stand, but but we'll see. Um, Joe, we've gone we've gone we've gone crazy over again. Crazy, crazy time. One hour Perhaps. ten minutes. I'm so sorry. I apologise, um, but I've enjoyed it. I think it's been good. We've I've got, enjoyed got it. Plenty of stuff done. Uh, so yeah, hope you all have a good weekend. I'm off to go and uh, delete all um, all coverage of Casino Casino on YouTube before anyone starts uh, starts searching for it. And uh, we'll be back same time next week. Casino, casino. Here we go. For me, from Joe, have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.